Welcome back to Closet Socialist. Uh, my name's Anthony. I'm here with my lovely, sensual co-host, Jake. Yes, and uh, it is a pleasure to be back. Yeah, we took a little break for a while because we both have uh, very busy real-time jobs. Um, and this was actually, we were thinking we were going to do this episode, take a break, and then come back for season two after the results of the election and kind of discuss that a little bit. Yeah, um, we didn't really, we didn't want to turn the podcast into a, a, a deep, like, cognitive behavioral uh, therapy session where we would just ventilate all of our deep anxieties to you. Uh, so we figured we'd spare that until at least after the election. We might have a moment of quasi-catharsis, but, I mean, that's to be seen. And also a dinner, because you promised to take me to dinner if Trump wins. Not that I want him to, but you did promise that to me. I still I have it written down. Okay. It's on my computer awesome. table. <laughs> yeah. In the midst of the destruction well, of human society, the two of us will go out to yeah. dinner and... Uh, we can feast like um, we can feast like the plebeians that we are. Exactly, yeah. But you, I think you made a good point. Uh, speaking of cognitive behavioral kind of catharsis and anxiety, I wanted to start <laughs> with a particular topic. And Jake, I know you're laughing because we talked about this, you know, off camera. Um, R.L. Stein, I just learned, is a Democrat, but is deeply racist against Latinos. Yes. Um, does anybody remember reading like Haunted Mask and seeing something about like how lazy Mexicans are? I don't. <laughs> the the mask made it reminded her of her neighbor Pedro. She always hated Pedro. Cause he was loud and stayed up till three AM playing a song with the same beat of one, two, three, four, one, <laughs> two, three, four. <laughs> like where was that? I had no idea. <laughs> It's like Alice would rather be, Alice would rather be tortured in the medieval in medieval times than uh, listen to La Bamba yet again. Yeah, Despacito were her dark years. <laughs> yes, Jake. The two very popular songs in Latino culture, La Bamba and Despacito, <laughs> is riveting music analysis from two white people. <laughs> That's exactly why I brought it up. It's yeah. the only two Latino songs that white people can actually uh, yeah can, can recite. Oh, but what about Gasolina? I love Gasolina. Oh, yeah, Gasolina. Gasolina might be a little too hard for white people. I don't know. I remember playing at, like, my sixth grade dance. And oh, people yeah. People just, you know, like, what, what, what was twerking called back in the day? Just shaking your ass <laughs> and then not being able to, like, go to the dance anymore. Because the teacher would just, you know, call your parents and they would come <laughs> yeah. pick you up. And then your parents would actually punish you. Right, right. Shout out to all of our your, Zoomers out there. Yeah absolutely yeah it's uh but yeah so i um i only brought up the rl stein thing because i don't or, or, oh you were talking about how this whole past few months has been basically an rl stein's goosebumps choose your own adventure novel given all of the ridiculous twists and turns and oh, then yes. i dared ask the question what is rl stein's political affiliation and then as I said that, I had this like inner existential crisis where I'm like, I don't think I actually want to know. That stomach and drop then, feeling. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, no, he's a Democrat. I'm like, all right, cool. And you're like, but he doesn't like Latinos. I was like, God damn it. I knew there was something about it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And you were, you were, you were anticipating it. It wasn't even like, 
it was just right after I had mentioned it that he had a racist tweet against Shakira. You were just like, I knew it. Wait, what did he say? Mm. He made fun of her saying Shakira, Shakira, and how it didn't sound like English. I mean, she's Colombian. So... What do you expect? A 74-year-old white guy lived in different times. Not that it makes it acceptable, obviously, but oh. uh, this, sh- this shouldn't be surprising. This is also a man that's ripped off classic uh, movies from the 80s as source material for, ch- for children's books. Yes. Um, he hasn't been, like, copyright claimed. I have no idea, but... We, <laughs> we digress. Yeah, should we get off this like cancel R.L. Stein hate train? Yes, let's uh, every all of our viewers, uh, please. Um, let's. Um, why don't we like Shakira Stan, uh, R.L. Stein? Everybody just constantly send him memes and clips of Shakira and other prominent Latino Latina pop artists, and just see yeah. how he react reacts to it. Yeah, and also send them to me because I very much enjoy looking at Shakira. (laughs) All right, so it's been a while since we've been on the podcast, but the world in the last week has just seemed to be giving us so much content to talk about. It's it's unreal. Um, You know, like you, you, we we started off with the tax or the Trump tax returns, and how he only paid seven hundred fifty in federal taxes last or on in twenty sixteen, um, and then the next day, all of a sudden, we're having this debate, and it's an absolute debacle. And then the next day, the president has COVID, so it almost seems as if the taxes are old news, and everybody has forgotten about them. So let's just go a little bit of a week in review, which has enough news to basically be an entire decade. Um, so why don't we start with the tax returns? Um, so, so Ant, why don't you give us a little bit of, of your idea as to uh, Trump's taxes? How do I feel about Trump's taxes? Well, he claims that he paid millions and millions of dollars in uh different kinds of taxes for being a business owner, right? But Mm -hmm. he didn't pay very much in federal taxes. And I'm sure there's some fancy laws and stuff that are like, if you pay X amount in, uh, you know, uh, business taxes, you don't have to pay this much in federal. Um, But if those laws exist and that was totally okay for him to do, like, why did we, why did we have to wait so long to get the official number? Was he afraid of like people understanding what was going on or was he like, Oh, it's not a big enough number. Like what was the deal? So my, my issue is, and I was doing, I was doing a a lot of research on this was that Trump, Trump gained most of his money through his investments and then lost all of it and then claimed that it was all losses and didn't have to pay any, uh, any taxes on it. But that was excluding the money that he earned in foreign States so he was making money in places like the Philippines, he was making money in Russia, and he was making money in one other country. I can't remember. Uh, I'll have I'll have uh, intern. He probably can't either. Yeah. So he ended up paying, I think it was like $120,000 in the Philippines, and he paid like $46,000 in Russia in income taxes. Um, but that was to those foreign governments, not the United States. So what I saw was that there's a broken system and obviously the president 
should be paying his federal taxes and should be paying his fair share, 100%. But I don't think... I think that Trump is getting pegged just because he's, you know, an abhorrent human being and should be treated as such. Um, but Wait, literally or figuratively or both, both, both. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I would imagine he would pay for that. I think, um, I, I, the problem that I really have is that if Trump is doing this, there are other people in the United States, the wealthy elites who are probably doing this on a larger scale due to how much more money they earn than him. Now, mind you, Trump owes the government something like $400 million, um, and he has not paid any of it back to the IRS, which is absolutely insane, which I think is his main motivator for wanting to be reelected because it's going to postpone his payments again. However... People like Jeff Bezos, like Amazon hasn't paid federal taxes in like almost 10 years. Right. Uh, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure, pays less in federal taxes than Donald Trump does. So that's the part that I think we're really missing. And by we, I mean mainstream media. Um, Mm -hmm. They're they're talking about what what an atrocity is that Trump hasn't paid his fair share. But at the same time, he's just... As Andrew Yang says, he's a product of the problem. He's not the problem itself. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, and I don't think we're in any way, shape, or form trying to like validate his actions or vindicate no, of course Trump not. what he's done. But I think he does kind of highlight a deeper problem in the system in that like you can do these things and they're like technically legal, just morally reprehensible. Yes, it's it which is, is kind disgusting. of what the country has founded on. Yeah. You know? Um, also, with with debt like Donald Trump, and then also having put all of his money in investments that like you know lost him all of his money. Yes, is he just like a middle aged white kid that used Robin Hood? Like he, I, I feel like he, he is such a relatable president. He, so from what I understand, his only profitable property at this point in time is Mar-a-Lago. I was gonna say Trump steaks, but <laughs> Trump water. If we remember that. Um, oh my God! Yes. Um. But <laughs> it's just water from his bathrooms in Trump Plaza. Can you imagine if you oh bottled that? Oh my God! <laughs> People would drink it. They'd be like, "Oh, this is good." He likes clean water. He's made a point of saying it several times, the exact <laughs> same way. What do you think the 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 slogan would be? Trump water, the best shit, because it comes from his tro- his toilet. <laughs> the back part where the water comes in, not the not the poopy water part. <laughs> not the poopy water. oh um i intern just handed me uh a little post-it note so he had some money in india turkey um i'm gonna mess this name of the country up um azerbaijan 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 okay um panama i mean he's got money all over so turkey is a a, he's a fuck boy with his investments let's put it that way turkey is a very interesting a very interesting case. He and President Erdogan, president of Turkey, uh, are very close. And there was an instance, I believe, in 2017 or 2018, where Turkish ambassadors were going to be coming to the United States to meet with a whole bunch of business executives. Um, however, uh, we had just escalated in, in Syria at that point, 
and we had moved more troops into northern Syria, which is where the Kurds are fighting. And if we're, we're unfamiliar, the Kurds are a group in northern Syria. They're deeply disliked by the Turkish. Like, deeply disliked. The Turkish would like to commit genocide on these people. It's so bad. So Erdogan had told Trump, take your guys out of northern Syria, or we're not bringing our guys over to the United States. And they were supposed to stay at a Trump hotel. So Trump moved, uh, de-escalated in northern Syria and took us out. And then after that, the Turkish guys came to the United States. And I think they paid like $250,000 for their stay at Trump Towers. But not only that, 250,000 250, does seem like a small amount of number when we're talking about, or small number when we're talking about like billions and billions and millions of dollars. However, I do think that it comes with more social capital as well as the 250,000 because it maintains that business relationship between Trump and Turkey. So we can obviously see that there's a massive conflict of interest. And because of the fact that he, he is so massively in debt, I think it shows that he is beholden to foreign governments just on a fiscal level. I mean, I don't think policy-wise, like they say Putin's puppet. I really don't think that, you know, Putin's calling up uh, Trump and he's like, listen to me, you must, uh, you, you must, you know, uh, become potato farmers. Like, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, take people out of Crimea. We do not need them there. It's like, we don't, that, I don't think he does that, you know. But I, I do think that because Trump has so many, has so many fiscal ties in these foreign countries and he is making money off of them. Mm-hmm. that he, he, he will do what it takes to make sure his businesses make money because for the most part, based on his tax returns, he's broke. Yeah, I, I think, and I understand a motivation of a person that is broke to do some very desperate things, but I just think it's like so ungodly levels of petty yeah. that a sitting president is just like, well, I have to run my business. I hope I can get some like important diplomats to stay in my hotel rooms. I'll even try to like have them uh, roll over their Hilton rewards points <laughs> to use it. Like all of my shitty hotels. Like, I wonder if he understands he's not playing monopoly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's just like, well, I can get into a better position. Um, as president and I need get at the jail I'll have to get out of jail free card as president and then I can pick the thimble and move around the board with all my fucking hotels. And maybe I'll and land on free parking. I'll just like, hey. Every, everybody will be paying lots of taxes. I will end on free parking. I'll get all the money. Every time. Every time I pay <laughs> off my mortgages, I do not need to sell. But Fuck all the railroad. So you know and a part that's very interesting as well is that this tax this tax loophole that Trump and now that we know that Trump does in fact exploit this i'm sure right. every other billionaire does as well or purported billionaire at this point um this was it was an obama era policy and that's what really bothers me um so i'm i'm sorry i'm going to pivot a little bit from ragging on trump so yes i want i want everybody to know who who is listening what trump did is disgusting and vile and we should condemn it every single second you know my biggest issue with it was that trump is exploiting a horrible system um and that the system needs to change like essentially we need to burn down the entire financial system in the united states and rebuild it you know rebuild it fairly but um what what really bothers me is that this was a Obama era. Uh, this was an Obama era tax policy when Obama changed uh, the tax rates. I believe it was in two thousand. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't want to come up with a random number. Uh, we'll have intern look that one up as well when he uh, when he changed the tax policy. But that was that was put into um, that particular tax reform uh, where they're allowed to like they can claim losses on their investment money and they don't have to pay any taxes on it. Whereas yeah. if you and I get our paycheck and whatever the paycheck is, and then you pay federal taxes on that money. But if I were to invest it in the stock market and I lose that money, I don't ever get it back. I don't. I still have to pay taxes on whatever I'm getting, you know? Or even if I put money into a stock and I get money back from that stock and then I invest it into something else and I lose that money, I still need to pay taxes on the money that I earned from that stock. And that's assuming that I can afford stocks in the first place. Like, we're talking about some really elite tax evasion. This is not like... This scenario does not occur for the average person. Not only that, but this $450 million or so that Trump is is indebted to the IRS, like he's, this is all being postponed to him. You know, God forbid that one of us is is late on our student loan payment. I mean, yeah, I get an email, I get an email. $200 yeah. a month payment. Right? Yeah, like, maybe. God forbid that I overdrafted my, my checking account and all of a sudden my bank, even though I have no money, gives me negative $35 into my bank account. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, it's insane how quickly they are to take money from us. Yet, if one of the elites does it, it's as if, you know, nothing happened. It's not that big of a deal. And I... Right. And I, I really would like for somebody on MSNBC or CNN or even Fox News to just call out the system, and they're not. Fox News is saying how Trump is this beautiful businessman for um, for evading taxes like this, and CNN and MSNBC are like, he's paid more, and in, uh, you paid more in income taxes than he did. It's like, yes, that's great, but I, you know, fix it. yeah, exactly. Fix the freaking problem. Don't just sit there and point the finger at them. Yeah. Well, that's so much easier to do. And it's like, why change things if you're not personally affected by it? You know, I don't know. If you ask me, taxes should be a very simple thing. If you are a citizen of a country and you make certain amounts of money, regardless of what any, if you're a business owner or whatever, like you just pay this amount. Yes. It doesn't have to be like an atrocious number, but if you make a certain amount of money, you pay this amount. And I guess you would maybe call that or describe that as a flat tax or something like that. And I'm sure there are plenty of cons with that, sure. But I, I'm not I'm not a finance person, but I mm -hmm. kind of feel like that makes the most sense. Well, yeah, it should be. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. If that system were to be implemented, it would be proportional for everybody. Meaning that right. if you made twenty five thousand dollars, it would be proportional to somebody who's making two, you know, two hundred fifty million dollars or twenty five million dollars. Right. So it's not that each person is getting taxed twenty percent. Mm -hmm. It would be, you know, we'd have to figure in real world, uh, real world, you know, costs, and then take away however much percent from the somebody with lower income, and take away more from somebody who has higher income. There was an awesome study that was done. Um, it was arguing for, I think it was like a 75 or an 80% um, marginal, top marginal tax rate. They were looking at what AOC wants, which I believe she wants around 70, 75%. And they used Dwayne The Rock Johnson as an example, who made in 2018 like $63 million, which is an absurd okay. amount of money. An absurd amount of right. money. You have $63 million. He's an dollars. absurdly large man. Yeah, he right? He all that food. So $63 million, like I... 
I don't think I could spend $63 million if I tried. You know what I mean? Like, if we played the Jeff Bezos game and you had 1% of Jeff Bezos' money, you'd have roughly $1 billion, or like $1.8 billion. Like, you couldn't... Right. If you tried to spend that money, you couldn't. So... Uh, I would make a lot of bad investments. <laughs> but... Like I, would, like, I would go on YouTube, explain my dilemma, quote-unquote, and be <laughs> like, yeah, just name name literally any stock in the world and I will put a million dollars into it and they'll be like oh okay uh, fucking xbox <laughs> but um, yes xbox the stock xbox, yes, the, xbox stock. the game console has its own stock in no it. that just sounds like the next xbox console xbox stock right it is a pretty stocky um fucking piece of architecture but they ended up they ended up putting dwayne the rock johnson's yearly salary or yearly earnings through uh the aoc tax brackets and he ends up coming out with like 32 million dollars which is, is fine which is fine that's an astronomical amount of money yeah an astronomical he has like 12 more fast and furious movies coming out so i think that's he'll true. be okay right that's what i'm saying so when you talk about these people who are the elite of the elite we can tax them at a much higher rate you know um uh eisenhower had the highest a top bracket marginal rate of all time in the United States. And he's, you know, supposed to be a good old boy for the Republican party. He had the tax rate at almost 92%. Jeez. Right. And he hated roads so much in this country. He invented the highway. Yes, he did. Yes. he Just did. as a fun fact for people that, you know, when parties come back and you want to sound smart, you tell people that you tell that cute girl, Hey, I know how highways got invented. And she'll be like, Oh, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's just very troublesome to me that I think the focus is being redirected um, to like this again, almost like this woke culture of oh, look at the look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump paid more in federal or less in federal income taxes than you did, and it's like that's supposed <clears throat> to I, that doesn't fire me up. No, it that, doesn't. That that doesn't surprise me. You know what's surprise? It, it colds me down. Yeah. What would surprise me is if you said, wow, the system is broken. We need to fix it. Like, people should not be getting away with this. And I would sit there and say, you know what, Wolf Blitzer? You're right. <laughs> Somebody's getting a little uh, testy over there, Wolf. Yeah, or, or Wolf Wiltzer. Yeah. You also mentioned in regards to uh, the taxes uh, Joe Biden, because we love looking at his merch, uh, never buying any. We just kind of window shop. Yes. Um, he has a nice piece of new merch out that you told me about. And I thought everybody else should know about it. Yeah. If they haven't already, you know, ran to his store and bought it already. <laughs> uh, so he has these massive oversized pins that say, I paid more in federal income tax than Donald Trump. And at the bottom, it says Biden Harris. Yeah. And and it just seems weird to me. I, I am not a fan of this 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 merch. Uh, and I would agree with that because it, one, it's wordy, and two, I'm sure it's like the size of a giant pizza on your chest. Yes. <laughs> to get a point, a very like minor, minor angry thing to be. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It would be different <laughs> if it was just like you know, I support Black Lives and the cops. Uh, need to be like we we need different funding for police in this country, and then it would just be like a paragraph long. Yes. I'd be like, all right, cool. He's making a lot of points on there, but like, <laughs> I don't like this this tax thing. 
not only did I know he didn't pay a lot of taxes, like I felt it in my fucking soul. And then they <laughs> came out and they made a whole big deal about it for like a day. And it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't change anything. And then, and we were just joking before, if Bernie made a pin, which I'm sure Bernie did make a pin, but it would be like, no pin shall ever be more than two inches in diameter. It just says vote Bernie. 27 centimeters. <laughs> we have sold, right yeah. we have an individual contribution of one pin at 27 cents a pin. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I found it right now. Um, I paid more ta- more income taxes than Donald Trump. It's two black pins. There's like a smudge at the top. I don't know if that's supposed to be the earth. It looks like Joe personally touched all of them and left his <laughs> fingerprint on there. Um, yeah, just it, it's okay. But you can buy like a two-pack, but I don't know why anybody would want two. Like the, like one over each nipple, you think? I, I It also doesn't tell you how big they are. Like under the description, it says, purchase is a donation to the Biden Victory Fund. Order ship within 14 days, That which is insane. And I love that it says union printed and made in USA, because I think that is just kind of like uh, a foreshadowing of Civil War Part Two. Yes. Marvel Civil War America Civil War Part Two. Um, but it doesn't tell you the uh, the diameter, which is really what I came to this for. I wanted to see how big of a fucking thing this was. How cumbersome would this be to put on to my shirt? Yeah. You know, is it like flavor flav clock sized or, you know, is it uh, yeah like pepperoni nipple sized? I do want to ask them that. Maybe I should. Yeah, right. I think I'll shoot. I'll, I'll shoot them an email, and based on the diameter, I'll buy a two pack, and then I'll give you one, and then you can Venmo me three dollars sure, and, uh, and, sure. and some change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah qu- <laughs> Unless get... our viewers and listeners want to buy it for us. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, we'd appreciate somebody that. Somebody simping for us. <laughs> um. Do you want to go on to card number two? Oh, yeah, let's go. So this segues perfectly, actually, because uh, I was also surfing through the Biden website. And for those of us who have, for, uh, for those of us who have been with the show since the beginning, one of our first episodes, we went through the Biden website. Yeah. Um, and we talked about how Biden's website was completely like it was just very overwhelming with the plans. It was very wordy. Uh, it didn't really make a lot of sense. It was difficult to navigate. Um, in the debate, one of the things that a lot of moderators were saying, or sorry, not moderators, a lot of pundits were saying was that Joe quote unquote owned Trump on climate change. And where I do agree that Joe is infinitely better uh, with climate change than Donald Trump, Joe does not go nearly far enough. And so I went on to Joe's website because I wanted to look at what the Biden plan was instead of the Green New Deal, because Biden says that his plan is better than the Green New Deal. And so I had to I had to, uh, to check him on that. And if you get a chance, please go on and look at his climate change plan. Nowhere in there is there anything in specific as to what he wants to do. He says that he is going to get businesses to be zero emissions by 2030, which I don't know how he's going to do that. He says that he wants to fund projects to rebuild infrastructure. What infrastructure? Who's going to be building it? And where? He talks about how um, 
He wants to change the way materials are used in the United States. That's great. What materials are what does we that going to mean? be changing? What materials and yeah. what are we doing with them? And then he wants to use, quote-unquote, renewable energy, which can be a very, very vague thing to say. Because if you were to ask right. ExxonMobil, they will tell you that oil is a renewable resource because it takes millions of years to reproduce. Uh, they also <laughs> tell you that fracking is a renewable resource because you can just make new fracking sites. Wonderful. So basically, what I'm getting from this is that Joe is telling all of us to shut the heck up, and then he's telling us what you're going to do is that you're going to sit there, I'm going to give billions of dollars to the fossil fuels industry, and then wave my finger at them and say, you better be zero emissions by 2030. And if you're not, you're going to be in trouble. And it's I'm like... I'm going to put you over my knee, I'm going to smack your little bottoms. Yeah. And now, mind you, these are some sick fucks. So getting smacked on the bottom turns them on a little bit. <laughs> they pay for that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're getting paid to do it. Oh, man, this is a fucking holiday for them. Mm-hmm. So this really segues into it. And we had spoke before, um, we spoke off camera about this. Every time in the debate that Biden had the opportunity to be in favor of something cool, he instantly shot it down. So every time that he had an opportunity to win somebody like you or myself over, he was like, no, I don't want to do that. Green New Deal. I'm not a part of the Green New Deal. I'm part of the Biden plan. Okay, what about, you know, student loan debt? I don't know. Student loan debt? We're just going to reform it. You still have to pay it. It's like Medicare for all. I don't want Medicare for all. You don't I'm need health. Tomorrow. Yeah, you don't need health insurance. What do you mean? So every single time he had the opportunity to say something cool and to solidify the Bernie base, he basically told us to go fuck ourselves. Right. I mean, I'm not surprised. I was a little, I was a little, uh, I don't know, disappointed watching the debates. And I'll be honest, I was watching them slightly drunk with almost no clothing on. <laughs> As one should. Right. It wasn't an erotic experience. I just needed to not feel suffocated <laughs> you know and then watching that i was just like <laughs> i was like joe that was supposed to be an alley-oop and you took the ball and then you popped it uh, that's how i feel <laughs> i'm sorry to interrupt that's how i feel like every white hairy fox news watcher feels when they watch the new york giants or the new york jets just fail every sunday is that just <laughs> drinking drinking a cold shitty beer Super sweaty, <laughs> just in their underwear. <laughs> like, oh come on! <laughs> well, hey, I was drinking. I was drinking whiskey. It was. Well, you're a man of class, of course. <laughs> low, low shelf, lower shelf whiskey. Uh, uh, and it was a little cold. It was yeah. just just below room temp. But yeah, everything else you said with that absolutely was me. Oh come on! <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah. we suck. I, did, I, I think I did actually yell fumble at one point, <laughs> like, by myself in the darkness of my room. I'm like, ah, oh, fumble! Fumble! <laughs> oh, special teams, come on! But, uh, you know, it... It's special. It's just, like, I... I watched the entire thing, and to me, it just... My conclusion was 
Trump did a phenomenal job of solidifying his base. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. He's not going to lose anybody. I don't think he gained anyone, though. I don't think that's ever his goal, really. No. Biden, however, Biden, I feel, has everything to gain and everything to lose. The Hillary voters, or should I say, the people who would, that wanted to vote against Trump but hated Hillary more, so they voted for Trump, Biden is infinitely more tolerable than Hillary. Not to say, again, that he is tolerable, but, you know, he's more tolerable than Hillary by a long shot. My God, that woman is the worst when he... he my oh my god I, I was having nostalgia flashbacks and it was like it, it was so messed up i you know i kept on having this flashback of when when hillary clinton was talking about how trump believes in trickle down economics and she's like it's not just trickle down economics it's trump up trickle down economics and i was going oh fuck like god, this, who wrote that for her I like, oh i'm sure she came up with it right on the spot that horrible oh, hag no i can't stand her but, um, you know, like I, Biden, Biden didn't do enough to really solidify the Bernie wing. So I'm assuming that there's still a small portion, but there's still a portion of the Bernie wing that is not going to vote or is going to vote third party. Um, and he needs to he needs to bring those people in. That's how you get enthusiasm for your base. Nobody wants to vote for Joe. And if you do no. want to vote for Joe, please, please email us at closet socialist podcast uh, at Gmail dot com. Or follow us on any of our uh, social media pages, also Instagram and Twitter. Um, that was a nice shameless plug there. I'm happy with myself. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> but uh, everybody gets to shameless plug themselves. Why don't we? <laughs> Why does it not? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Yes. We're Subs- our only fans. Yeah, subscribe. Hit the like button. Um, but you know, uh, it. Biden didn't do enough to really swayed me into voting for him. I am going to vote for him, but he didn't make me think like, huh, you know, I can swallow my pride and do this. Um, it made me feel like I'm going to I'm going to vote for him and then I'm just going to hang out in the dark room for a next week while I contemplate my existence. Uh, however, you know, like I, I don't know. I do think that Biden won the debate. But I don't think that he won. I think that Trump beat himself because he was just being such a jerk. And, you know, like the Biden campaign is hanging themselves up on that one line where he was like, oh, could you just shut up, man? It's like that's and everybody goes, oh, Biden said you told him to shut up because, yeah, you know, that's not a very uncommon thing for Biden to do. He's also really grumpy and old. And so, like, that just seemed fairly, uh, it was very age-appropriate. So, uh, I, I, I'm I just very disappointed with his performance. But I'm just happy that Trump made such an ass of himself that we couldn't see the contentless pleas by Biden. Yeah, I think it's a good way of looking at it, like, if you ask me, I don't really think anybody won. You know, like, I don't think it shifted one way or the other. I don't think anybody watched that, uh, the debate going like, oh, that Joe guy, there's something about him. Yeah, but like I think... Donald. Yeah, I think Joe wins, though, if if the, if the nothing happens. You know, if there's a draw, Joe wins, because it's not going to change the polls and Biden's still ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I just, like... 
I don't understand the point, and maybe I I never really understood this about American politics is like why we wait so long, like to vote. It's like who is really on the fence at this point, mm-hmm. and like how much does your ass hurt from sitting on it? Yeah. Like, how is it not obvious to you at this point? Yeah, unless you're a diehard MAGA person, you kind of see the writing on the wall as to what we have in the White House. Yeah, Um, and it's like we we, we give people four years before they have to run again. If they don't do anything special with that time, isn't the decision already made for you? Yeah, you would think. You would think. It's just very scary to me. I... I do think that Biden is going to win. Um, I think that unless Trump has some sort of come to Jesus moment uh, after, you know, after he, he I don't want to say hopefully he recovers. I ho- I don't ever want him to recover from COVID. I are hope we uh, are we sliding into card number? Oh, three? we're we're de- this is we're merging it a little bit. Um, yeah, I I don't wish death upon anybody but i just wish he perpetually has covid for the rest of his life mm-hmm. um and uh, but uh, yeah unless he has some sort of come to jesus moment where he he does a 180 on on how he's going to handle this pandemic i don't foresee him winning at all mm. But at the same what time, I, if he did win, I wouldn't be surprised either. So it's very strange. And, and I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback on November 4th. Well, hopefully, November 4th of all of the, the results are in. If they're not, then maybe the 10th oh, or no the one. yeah, maybe the tenth or the 11th. Um, yeah. I wish but, it would be a Wednesday morning quarterback. Yeah. But I, but I don't want to play that. I don't want to play that role, you know, and say that, oh, you know, I predicted this. But it's just like nothing would surprise me at this point. But my my inkling is that Biden will win. I feel oppositely. I think Trump is going to win um, in the electoral college sense, and I think he's going to lose somewhat dramatically with the popular vote. Like like it's going to be like a Hillary Clinton situation where he loses the popular vote, but still wins because you know our system's kind of fucked. Yes. And he'll bl- uh, and if he does do that, he'll blame the popular vote loss on false ballots and, right, right. and undocumented know, just, immigrants. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, to 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 speak to his recent COVID diagnosis, um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner because any time I had ever heard about someone uh, getting COVID, they were somebody that was like close to him. It was just like his security detail mm-hmm. or his campaign donors or people that go to his campaign. Like, yeah. Or when I was, or with the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro, when he, uh, when he caught or when, yeah, when he, when he caught COVID, um, he was, he met with Trump like a week beforehand. So we all thought that Trump was going to get it there too. So it seems like he's been very lucky to get away with not having it sooner. Unless he's had it multiple times, which is possible. Yeah, which I, I think is possible. I, we still don't know anything about this fucking thing. It's been almost a year. But aside from that, you know, like, I I would love for him to, like you said, kind of have this come to Jesus moment where he's, like, lying in his hospital bed and goes, like, you know, I really should have done something better about this. I would love for this to be a growing moment for him. 
Um, but he's had so many opportunities over the past four years. And if anything, he's gotten worse. Yes. Which takes some, I don't know. I don't want to say it takes some balls, but like it takes something for you to have all of these like teachable moments and then still not learn anything and then forget things. Take it from a teacher. Some kids, some people are just right. not designed to learn. And what do they do? They, I think they're supposed to shovel coal and like t- the Titanic. Yeah. Look, there's, there's a role for everybody in society. And for people like that, it's certainly not the president of the United States. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, what I think Donald should have done, and I heard, I heard this like as a kind of weird, I guess, liberal conspiracy theory. It was basically like Donnie was supposed to run for president, not win, and then kind of get swallowed into like the Fox News, like media mogul kind of lifestyle where he would just like dunk on politicians all the time, but from like a conservative kind of point of view. I would have loved to have seen that because that would have been hysterical. He would have been a great stand-up comedian. Yeah, but like a mean one. Yes. Not like one that you would want to show people, but like one that was like kind of a guilty pleasure. Yes. You know, because he's like entertaining to say the very least about him in the same way that Hitler was like kind of a good painter. (laughs) But, like, neither of those people should be in charge of a country. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like when you show your friends, like, an Anthony Jeselnik bit. And right. It's, and it's him telling jokes about how he's going to blend children. And it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, it's funny in an ironic sense, you know. Yeah, it's like kind of like dark humor, yeah. right? And you're like, okay, cool. Like, that's fine that that exists on, like, the stage, the performance stage. Yes. But, like... Not in my... You're not, the president. Yeah. Not in real life, please. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's, it's interesting. And I do agree with that. I I don't think Trump anticipated winning. I think <laughs> I think Trump really just wanted the attention. And I well, think... Well, he's got the attention. Yeah. But here's and the he thing, though. every day like he's still not the president. Yeah. He just kind of goes around like surprised that people are upset <laughs> with him. Like, what do you mean? Look at all this stuff I'm doing. It's like, he... you're the president. You should be doing more. <laughs> you can do more. He, I, you know, you reflect back on the 2016 Republican primary. And who was his competition? Uh, Marco Rubio. Fucking Chris Christie. Chris Christie. Oh, Jeb. Jeb Bush. When Jeb. Jeb. Jeb had two Mr. moments. Jeb, please clap Bush. Yes, yes, Jeb, please clap Bush. I was about to say, he had two moments that really sticks out to me. One is when he said, please clap. And two is when he got angry that somebody asked him, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? And he's like, heck yeah, I'll go back and kill baby Hitler. It's like, oh, Jeb. Got really riled up about that yeah. one. Oh yeah. my God. I, I kind of miss those days. Like he was kind of a bully on stage, but he was bullying people I didn't like, so it didn't bother me. And then he started bullying people that I did like, and I was like, oh. And maybe I'm a bad person for that. I just, but I want, I didn't want him to win. Is it? Yeah. Thing. You know, I wanted him to. Uh, yeah, I wanted him to say all of those things, like make fun of them, and then like not get into that position. But that's that's kind of. What ended up happening and he was uh, yeah and, and you know 
and the sad part is, is that it wasn't that he was the most suited for office. It was just that he was the most entertaining on stage because his competition was Jeb and Ted Cruz. Who, oh, Ted Cruz. Oh. Trump Cruz. was just the most. Trump was just the most. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he, wasn't the most. The, he, he, he was He was not the most, uh, you know, deserving of the spot, but he was the, the loudest. He, he was, was the, the most, most loudest. Yeah. He was the most mean-spirited. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And isn't that what America needs? Yeah, the meanest and uh, loudest person. The meanest and the loudest person in the room. Ain't yeah. that the American dream? Yeah. It's like all the coyotes that convene outside my window at 3 in the morning. <laughs> and do nothing but scream. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the, I think this COVID, I think this COVID situation is going to be interesting. Um, I do think that he's going to end up being fine. Uh, and then he's going to come back. And my prediction is he's going to say he used hydroxychloroquine. His doctors are going to say, no, you didn't. And he's going to say, yes, I did. I did it behind. I did it. But when they were looking, it would be as great. It was the reason why these doctors didn't know what they were doing. I used hydroxychloroquine. It's like you did not use hydroxychloroquine. We didn't give you anything. We gave you a sugar pill. I was the best person in the hospital. I was their favorite patient. Um, I have a star to prove it. <laughs> they gave me a lolly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would hope that, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I phrased that wrong. I would hope that the staff at whatever, I think he's at Walter Reed hospital or Walter Reed Memorial hospital. Um, I would hope that that staff understands that if they fuck up, they're going to be viewed as like the worst healthcare professionals in the country. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they couldn't save a sitting U S president kind of puts <laughs> a damp, like it, it, it kind of dampens your career a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's like when Graham Bell tried to, I think it was get the bullet out of maybe Lincoln and he started, he's like, oh, I have this new fancy machine that picks up metal objects. And he was lying on a metal bed and they <laughs> couldn't get the bullet because he was, it was just connecting with the metal bed. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, the machine doesn't work. <laughs> Little did he know that it absolutely did, but they should have put it on like not metal. I have to check myself on that history, uh, on that uh, historical kind of thing, though. I'm pretty sure it was Lincoln. That's very it's interesting. Oh my god! But to go back, I'm sorry. I'm gonna bring back a, an old joke from five minutes ago. But Trump, leave, Trump at the on his departure uh, press conference after he leaves the hospital. Goes, yes, I got a lolly. Fake news media says I got a blow pop. Fake news. I was a dum dum. It was a root beer dum dum. It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, you can see him saying stuff like that. Like I don't. Yeah. They're like I don't go to the bank. Those lollipops—they're terrible. I hate them. <laughs> I, I also would like love to see the bill from that. It's just like Mr. Trump's blow pop cost him over a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and then people would be angry at Trump for getting that lollipop and not calling out like the real issue of like why is the hospital charging a hundred thousand dollars for a fucking lollipop? <laughs> <laughs> the fake news media thought it was a blow pop. It was a dum dum. I would never be caught with a blow pop. They're terrible. They get all spiky when you get to the gum, and it cuts my mouth. It's terrible. 
Terrible. <laughs> you guys remember Bazooka Joe? He was a real American. <laughs> Speaking of which, I am now legalizing bazookas in all Walmarts. Oh my god. I have this weird kind of desire in me that, that Trump, uh, like, he recovers, but he loses so much weight from fighting the coronavirus that he just comes out and he's just, like, fucking ripped. <laughs> and then he has, like, this huge, like, life-altering thing. He's just like, you know what? done with the proud boys i'm done with everything everybody's gonna have health care nobody should be shitting on a toilet for as long as i did uh, we're gonna have <laughs> mandatory bidets everywhere like he gets like really personal with everybody to the point we get like disgusted and uncomfortable but uh it ultimately is life-changing for everybody and he ends up being the greatest president like right at the end <laughs> that's the story i want yeah i i completely agree with that i would love to see that But all right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a spectacular return episode. This will be the close of season one. So we'd like to thank all of you for listening to us and for being patient throughout our small hiatuses. We very much appreciate that. And stay tuned for season two when um, hopefully we can have that moment of extreme catharsis when the orange man leaves the White House. Or when he gets part two and it's just more of the same and we gonna and we're and we start this goddamn nightmare roller coaster all over again please no please no remember to vote in november and we'll see you all soon bye everybody